Episode 1, Who Wore the Mickey Mouse Undies. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to an April 26, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select five artifacts for the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. With this podcast series, we take a closer look at these artifacts and find out the story behind the story. In the following interview, Rebecca Martin, Assistant Director at the Kansas Museum of History, answers revealing questions on a pair of Mickey Mouse underwear from the 1930s. M I C K E Y M O Good afternoon, Rebecca Martin. Uh, Rebecca is the assistant director at the Kansas State Historical Society. Um, looks like you have selected a pair of Mickey Mouse underwear or undies um, to write about in the cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say up front, though, that I've known all along that this was just an excuse for you to ask me rude questions about underwear, especially Mickey Mouse undies. So I want you to get those rude questions out of the way first so we can proceed with the serious historical nature of Mickey Mouse undies. So Merle, rude question? Okay, so my first question is about your underwear. Um, Has anybody else ever worn this underwear? No, it's on record in the files that this underwear has never been worn. And actually, it is really pretty cool underwear. Uh, It's still in its original cardboard box, and it's got paper tags on it. Um, We don't know exactly where this underwear came from. I mean, we know the donor's name, but this lady never had children. So we're not sure how she acquired toddler's underwear. Um, But it's a really cool item that they've never been worn there in absolutely pristine condition. Um, can you give us um, a little bit of background about Disney, who, who made the underwear, and um, tell us a little bit about Mickey Mouse, who's featured on the box? Yeah, well, I'm, first I'm going to clear up a little bit of confusion. Disney didn't make underwear. Disney licensed underwear, or they licensed the image of Mickey Mouse for thousands of different products starting in the 1930s. And um, Disney was, in the early 20s, he was working as an animator in Los Angeles with his brother Roy, and he was drawing a character called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, Unbeknownst to Disney, he he either didn't have the rights to Oswald or he lost the rights. Uh, Universal Pictures owned the rights. So he had to come up with some new character pretty fast. And uh, he remembered back in his days in Kansas City when he was living there, that he was working in an office and he would work late at night and the mice would come out and pick around the leavings of lunch from that day. People had wadded up their lunch wrappers and thrown them in these wire waste baskets. And Disney started to befriend and tame this little group of mice. And uh, so he got the idea of replacing Oswald the Lucky Rabbit with a mouse. He wanted to call him Mortimer, but his wife convinced him that Mickey was a better name. So I think it's pretty cool that Mickey Mouse, the, the actually the Disney Empire had its its foundation in a mouse from Kansas City. That is that is pretty neat. And you said it was almost Mortimer the mouse. Yeah, yeah. Disney's Walt's wife did not like that idea. She thought Mortimer was too stuffy and pretentious, so she liked Mickey better. Yeah, I think I think she made a good call mm-hmm. on that one. Um, are these undies? Are they kind of um, early Disney collectibles, or you know, are they not? They're not that rare. Um, 
They are, they are fairly, fairly early, and um, actually Disney licensed so many different products. There were clothing products that were licensed fairly early on, too. Um, but when you consider that Mickey first appeared in 1928 and these Mickey Mouse undies came out probably about 1932 or 33, they are really pretty early for a Disney collectible or a Disney item. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that they are fairly early and for that reason, pretty, pretty important, pretty valuable. Was Disney the, the first to come up with this practice of merchandising? Um, and if they were, uh, was it Walt's idea or was it somebody else at Disney that thought of it? Well, I don't know that Walt invented it, but he certainly perfected it. Um, merchandising had been around for a long time. If you consider um, the Buffalo Bill Wild West Show merchandise that you could buy. Um, also in the 19-teens and 20s, some of the silent film stars like Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks, uh, Rudolph Valentino, they had, there was a lot of merchandise available to people who were fans of those stars. So there certainly was merchandising associated with um, programs or movies at the time, but nothing on the scale of Mickey Mouse. Um, I don't personally really know Walt's connection to the merchandising. However, if you consider that at that time Disney Studios was pretty small, Walt, I'm sure, had a pretty good idea what he wanted to do when Mickey Mouse's popularity just exploded. And um, he was a very good businessman, so he wanted to control the product lines, and he probably had some ideas for some new ones himself. Uh, I'm looking at the box here, and Mickey on the box looks a little bit emaciated, a little sickly. He hasn't looked that way today. Why does he look different on the box than he does today? Well, he doesn't look terribly different. He does look different. He looks fuller in the face and a little plumper. Um, but, you know, the early drawings probably were intended to look a little bit simplistic and, and kind of sweet and, and cartoonish. And cartoon cartoons were in their infancy then, in, in the late 20s. So... You know, the animators were still learning their art. Um, and there were a few changes that were made fairly early on. Um, our pajamas have what are known as the pie-cut eyes. They look like a, a big black pie with a, a slice cut out of it. That changed in the late 1930s to a more natural-looking eye with eyeballs so that Mickey could look around. Um, and you could tell that he was looking at different things. So the changes that they made, at least in the early days, were pretty naturalistic to try and make him, to give him a bigger range of expressions and that's all part of the appeal of cart of a cartoon character and and probably all of the changes which have been fairly subtle over the decades have been done to um, continue Mickey's appeal to different generations okay um, just I got one more question here for you um, did Disney make these underwear in adult sizes and if so where could someone find a pair today well Merle once again, Disney never made underwear. It licensed manufacturers to make underwear. So that kind of throws out the first question. Um, I will say that um, an internet. I did an internet search for Mickey Mouse undies, and I got some interesting hits, including some modern-day underwear licensed by Disney. And here's some printouts for you, Merle. I hope that you like boxers because they don't make briefs. Thanks. This this will work out well. Thanks, Rebecca. Oh. Hey, thanks for giving us some information on the undies as well. You're very welcome. Who's the leader of the clock that's made for you and me? M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E Hey there, hi there, ho there, yo, as welcome as can be. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E Mickey Mouse! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
That concludes episode one, Who Wore the Mickey Mouse Undies? Join us in two weeks when we examine the Hayes Dulcet. What is a Dulcet? And isn't it really just a misnamed piano? This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. If you wake up in Disneyland It's a nice day When you wake up in Disneyland